Hello, this is your host, George Muniz Gund. Welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. Today, I wanted to talk about what we call autistic masking. What autistic masking is, essentially, for those who aren't familiar with the term, is trying to pass as neurotypical in essence and the reason that we do that is not because we want to um, be neurotypical but really because if we feel like you know we observe early on in life that when we just act like our natural selves we often get misinterpreted misunderstood uh, looked at the wrong way you know, ostracized a lot for acting in ways that are different, you know, displaying our fully unmasked autistic selves, we have behaviors that are considered foreign and weird and uh, even inappropriate by some, just uh, because we are uh, autistic and we are different and we do things that are very um, different than neurotypical um, ways or behaviors. So, see, there's this misconception. A lot of people, uh, they they think... You see, there's, it's just the whole issue here. They think that we are trying to be neurotypical because we want to be neurotypical and, you know, we uh, aren't happy, like, as if the autism were something that we, we don't like. And and it's interesting to, to highlight, there was actually a study done recently, and uh, autistic people were asked about how they feel about being autistic, and 65% of them responded that they like being autistic, um, about 20% of them said that they were indifferent and the remaining 15% um, did not like being autistic. But, you see, it's interesting when you think about that because most people think that autistic people in general as a majority don't like being autistic and that's not true. And this, you know, this varies by person, but I think some of us that end up, you know, not liking being autistic or really not feeling great, it's not because of our autism a lot of times. It's it's actually because of the way that society doesn't accept and include us and kind of mocks us and ostracizes us for being different in a lot of uh, cases and situations. So... What, what masking is, essentially, is a survival mechanism, we have to, to acknowledge here. And we also have to acknowledge that because of that, masking is a privilege. Because there are autistic people with higher support needs, non-speaking, so on, you know, more marginalized autistic people than autistics like myself, 
that aren't able to mask. I have the privilege of being able to mask. I go into an environment where I know I'm going to be ostracized and perceived as weird if I behave in a 100% autistic way. I have the privilege of being able to mask and not suffer that harm. But a lot of people don't have that privilege. So what I'm trying to get here is what I wanted to explain uh, also what I wanted to highlight about this is that we've become so accustomed to masking throughout our life that a lot of times we don't even know we don't even realize that we're doing it because we just start doing it automatically because it's a essentially it's a trauma response from the brain of, of being ostracized when you're not masked so you you know the brain kind of trains itself to mask all the time even when it you know just automatically as like you're not even realizing that you're masking and you're masking because the brain will do that automatically and and that's really sad when we think about it how uh, autistics have been you know essentially f have had to feel like they're forced to mask their entire lives it slowly erases the core of who they actually are their true identities and you get to a point where, you know, like for me, I was very fortunate to come to a point this year where I realized that I had been masking for so long. I had been masking my entire life, like even before I had my diagnosis, because I was only diagnosed at 16, like my whole childhood and everything at school, whatever, I was always masking because I, and I didn't know I was autistic. I knew that I was different and I actually felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't know like that I was just simply I had a different neurotype um, and so and I was constantly masking because I was constantly trying to fit in I was constantly trying to emulate the behaviors of others and you know try to be like them but the reality is I just you know I am not like them and the the sad reality is them there's not usually a lot of inclusion and acceptance and, and people that are different. So that's why I didn't find a lot of inclusion and acceptance for a lot of my school years until, you know, all the way until high school. And then it wasn't really until my adult years when I started connecting with people with the same interests and, you know, focusing on studying uh, things that were interesting and for me and I had a strong passion for it. then I started connecting with people on a on a very different level which was very powerful and, and um, changed my perspective on everything about myself as well there were people that are that I feel comfortable enough with that I know that I've that they're not going to ostracize me for being different. They, they've always shown a lot of acceptance of, around who I am. So with them, I feel like I can slowly begin to unmask. Although, like I said, it's a process. Because the brain is so used to doing this as a trauma response, it's you don't always re I don't always realize I'm asking. I'll be with people sometimes that I'm actually pretty comfortable with and I'll catch myself masking 
because it's just the brain has done that for so long for so many years that it takes time to unmask it takes time to just be okay with yourself and who you are and be okay with telling people hey you know this is just like who I am this is how I react this is I have a disability like for an instance you know not this doesn't apply only to disabled individuals uh, like myself but one thing I do now is if if um if I'm taking a while to process something because I do have something we call sensory processing disorder so it'll take a while for me to process what is said to me before I can formulate an appropriate response and I used to uh, mask that a lot before I really knew about any of this and like that that is what I had and that is what I needed to honor I used to mask I used to just try to think really quickly thinker than quickly than my brain was able to in those situations and it was extraordinarily stressful for me so um, I'm happy that now I'm able to not uh, do that as much and I, I can just honor that and I can tell people hey I have this condition or you know however I want to tell them however comfortable I am with that specific person uh, and usually they'll be very understanding of that and it'll just change their perspective it'll it'll they'll they can see it from my perspective now and they can truly understand without making any um, premature judgments or assumptions uh, so I wanted to kind of give everyone an idea just like quick summary of like what's going on in the autistic person's head like at least from my perspective with my experiences when we are masking so like one thing that I do like I'm at a social event I catch myself asking myself things like should I make eye contact now are my expressions okay am I looking away too long Oh, when do when should I start talking? Is this my opening? Are they gonna? Um, do I wait? Do I do I start now? Is am I supposed to like give them more time? Am I acting? You know, what they consider normal, or am I? You know, am I looking weird? Am I smiling too much? Should I should I smile more? Should I ask a question? Am I talking too much? When should I say something? What did they say? Did I pay attention? Do I... Because I'm thinking about all these things at the same time. How do I say goodbye? All these things. And, and you know, like, you're always, like, trying to figure all of this out. You're thinking these, like, five different things at the same time. And it starts driving you crazy. And you have to, at the same time, you're doing all that in your brain... And you have to still show this person as part of the masking that you are maintaining some sort of engagement with them. You're forcing eye contact all the time, which is very uncomfortable for autistic people with SPD. Um, and But you're doing it because you don't want to be ostracized. So you're sacrificing your own health and well-being and, you know, comfort and, you know... You, 
just, just to please this other person's narrow normative standards. And that's something I've done so much and so many autistics are like, do do it every single day as be it because of school or work or whatever environment they're in they they feel a lot of time they don't have any choice a lot of times not only because of their support needs but because of their job and because of you know it's like yeah it would be great if they could just stand up for themselves at their jobs and say oh i'm just going to be who i am but the society we live in does not accept autistic people for who they are. So if they do that, they get fired. And then they don't have a job. And that's not an option. So, unfortunately, autistic people are forced to mask. Every day. All day. And at the end of the day, they're exhausted. And then, what's sad is that people that uh, learn that they're autistic, you know, that if they tell people they're autistic, they'll say, people will say to them that they're very high functioning or that their autism must be mild. Um, but what they're really doing when they say these things is that they're complimenting the person on their mask. I'm like, oh, like what, what I would say... I mean, I probably wouldn't say this now, but what I would think, like, my response, how I would respond to that in my head nowadays, knowing what I know, is like, oh, well, gee, um, you know, I, you know, try to act in the way that society wants me to act the whole day, and, you know, when I get home at the end of the day, I'm absolutely exhausted, but, you know, thanks for invalidating me. And also making me feel like I have to keep doing it to, to feel, you know, to, to fit in or whatever. And I still don't always fit in. I still get, you know, weird looks. I still get, you know, all these kind of things. Maybe to a lesser extent. I'm, I'm sure to a lesser extent than if I weren't able to mask. But the fact is I still do. Like, that's what's really, 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 really sad is that autistics go through all this trouble of masking to to try to fit in you know to to try to understand neurotypicals to to try to you know meet them halfway even though we're, we're always really meeting them like 90 percent of the way because most neurotypicals do not make an effort at all to try to understand us and who we are and how we behave and why and we still get ostracized we still get looked at weird we still get considered weird or quirky or whatever um we still get misinterpreted and misunderstood it's really sad um so you know that's just one of the things i'm trying to do with this podcast is to just try to get people to understand because i want all kinds of people to, to listen to this podcast uh, autistic not autistic you know all kinds of people like all backgrounds all identities all everything and i want everyone to understand i want people to be able to you know eventually gather information from this and share it to others and then eventually slowly we will 
increase the amount of people that are aware of these things and this will hopefully slowly start to change things but we have to ha we have a long way to go this is a systemic issue with ableism and you know like I could just give so many little examples and it's like not even about that person not even about that place that school that employer that you know whatever it's a whole system it's a systemic issue it's like these are all just branches of the system ableism is so deeply rooted in society just like racism and homophobia and and sexism that it's you can't just fix it in one day or even in one life i don't know i i hope i make i hope by the time i'm on my deathbed when you know at the end of my life many decades from now hopefully i i have made you know the the world has changed somewhat i hope that the the narrative has changed at least to a, a degree but it it really needs we have a long way to go still we definitely have a very long way to go but i am hopeful that we'll get there eventually so on that note um you know as i mentioned before i'm not very good with goodbyes also wanted to add this you know little disclaimer that i tend to add at the beginning or the end of my episodes which is i have sensory processing disorder it takes me a while to process things to put things that are in my brain into words so that's why you'll hear ums and stalls occasionally um although i feel like okay there it goes again i feel like it has gotten better with time but i'm also not going to try to you know force that or pay attention too much because that would be masking and i am trying to unmask so that is what i have to say about that hope you enjoyed the episode and i'll catch you next time